still in front from Butch Cassidy. Now Nadal is starting to thunder home. Moravia in front from Butch Cassidy. Cylinder's out now. He's charging, going to Moravia. Oh, Cylinder got out of jail to win the run to the Rose. Welcome to Pet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro fighters operate. Tell you what, I'm in second gear here. I've lost Walt. He's down in uh, Melbourne. He's in DK country. Walt, you're in the dungeon. You're in the uh, the crown dungeon. How are you, brother? Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I got this really nice invite there to do some debate. And they said, oh, can you come a day early and have a chat to us in the office? I, I, I don't mind talking, but seven hours, I don't think I took a breath for yesterday. I was carted from one room to the other. It was... Um, I'm pretty cast, but they're, they're, uh, we're playing golf today. Top, what is it? Stadium golf or something? Hopefully, that's a bit of fun. You'd do seven hours uh, on the steer. What about you, DK? He's uh, he's he's avoiding. You. He won't go into the little birdie headquarters. He's giving you the swerve. Oh no! Give me the give me the swerve. The old China, me old mate. I was going to see him, but uh, I'll see him tonight, no doubt. And I'm on me lonesome here anyway. No, Nico, Nico. I don't know what's happening here. What, what big races this weekend, and there's no Nico. So well, is he off with the bride for a night? Naughty night away or something, Scoot? I think so. He's got a bit of HH, but he's got uh, Caulfield Yard Saturday and then he's got Flemington. It's that sneaky um, little uh, Sunday meeting that they put in there. Oh, and they, it is too. They've got yeah. that, those 1,800 metre races for Derby the slow Derby horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. ex- exactly. So he is uh, still around the place, but, um, yeah, big omission, but hopefully we can uh, cover him. Uh, if you see Walt tonight, he loves um, black or white Russian drinks. So make sure uh, you just go to the bar, grab him one, and put it in front of him, and see how see if you can get him drunk. I uh, we oh you know Neville Clements, Nifty Clements, one of the great great bookies. Been was a big huge bookie when I was a kid or young at the races, and then it's been a commission agent for a lot of years. Very well respected. He's sort of he's in the Walt vein, but he's he's with the the. Uh, Green green cordial, nifty only drinks if he has a drink. Maduri and lemonade. I, I was thinking of getting right one of them, but uh, at least it's green, and he might sip it. You know, but you reckon black or white Russian scoop? Is it Walker's now whatever dairy free or something? I don't know what I yeah, am. I'll, I'll get you on the get you on the Maduris, Walt. That'd be your your go, I reckon. He with the white Russians. You're trying to kill me. The lines are flat too. If if anyone wants to take the over on how many drinks that Walt will have tonight, I think we'll uh, get at least two. He'll be two. thirsty right. after the uh, the debate, but uh, it'll be interesting because I went last week to the uh, the Betfair function and the debate, and it was a pisser. And obviously, Glenn Pollock was probably best on ground by a margin. Uh, interesting up in uh, Sydney this week. Great racing. It's probably one of the best races I think for the whole year. I think I say it every year. I'm surprised that they haven't promoted it, promoted the guts out of it, or I haven't seen it. Maybe um, uh, maybe because I'm stuck up here in the Gold Coast. You've got Ryan Moore and Marrera. They've jetted into town. Marrera was on fire yesterday. It's strange, Walt, isn't it? Golden Rose is such a big race. You've got uh, the slipper winner, and then you've got all these big horses uh, going around in an absolute belter on Saturday in crickets. I thought you were talking about the Heritage Stakes as the race I'm <laughs> probably excited to watch, but, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's a... Yeah, I guess we'll talk about it more in a minute. But it is weird, and it was weird that sort of Marrera came into town yesterday and, and, and ran at the rewrote a couple of winners, but no real talk of him even being at the meeting, let alone sort of uh, <laughs> any fanfare from riding winners. Whereas a few years ago, we would have been shining it from the uh, the highest mountain that Marrera was in town. And yeah, it's weird. He's lost a bit of his mojo, but I don't think he's lost any ability. But um, yeah, Ryan Moore would be interesting. I'm, I find it that these guys fly in, fly out struggle and it's taken rare a long time to sort of acclimatize and you know the Ryan Moore wide gate from a horse that's probably going to get back and first up 1400 he's going to face a task I think. be interesting we'll cover that race a little bit later but uh, he did win the golden slipper there so he's uh he's not new to Rose Hill which is a good thing uh, a couple of uh little snippets I thought uh there was a good tweet from Richie Irvine through the week um, he's talking about the national um, betting obligation that he's trying to push through, and I think there's a lot of talk about a um, a gambling ombudsman or something like that to register complaints and a natural a national approach. Sorry, but um, there was an interesting re- response from a punter called Andrew Carter. He said that Palmerbet have in, um, instituted a new marketing tactic or a new tactic. Sorry, it's not a marketing tactic to make it harder for punters to deposit by stopping you from using debit cards. Um, which is a big concern for me. Obviously, Polly's on the way out. It's been um, my brush from a lot of operators. Just and uh, it's not really a purchase function for many people anymore. But this happened to a friend of mine as well. So now Palmerbet are making people deposit through traditional um, bank deposits and real uh, like snail mail processes. And I can only assume it's to irritate the punters and to um, stop them turning over money, which. I think it's pretty embarrassing sort of state of affairs and 
it's pretty crazy. Uh, and the next one here, while we're on the topic, we found another doozy in one of the uh, threads. <laughs> this is crazy. So Mark, Dun- this. <clears throat> Mark Dunphy, he's been around forever. He's a pretty good bloke and a uh, bit of a sharp operator as well. So he um, he's found this one where every time he has a bet with Palmer Bet, they make him do the computer, you know, computer generated uh, puzzle to prove <laughs> that he's not a bot, which is absolutely insanity. So, oh, you know, they talk about bells and whistles and stuff on bet slips like Odd Boost, but geez, like. They should just hang their heads in shame. This is absolutely shameful tactics and a blight. And like some of the old school bookies would just be rolling in their greys at how low the, these tactics are. And if you work there, I'd be embarrassed to go. I'd be I'd be embarrassed to put the jumper on and and go into the office. Is it weird that I sit at home, get a bit lonely sometimes, and I might actually have a few more bets with them because I feel like it's a bit of companionship. The old mind that find the bicycle every time I have to have a bet. Oh, I don't actually think it's an incentive to bet with them. I, I find it the other. Way. I think Palmer bets leading the way. It seems it appears like it's me. It's like they have their monthly meetings or their weekly meetings, and it's the how do we make them go away meetings, and they've you've know, been doing it for years and years, and they're just oh we've got that in place, you know. We'll get the we'll get them to put their financial records and their bank statements and this and that, and then we'll go to this level. Now we'll ban their debit cards and this and that. Oh, they're still not going away. Now we'll make them do the click and computer aided do the pick pick the thing before they can have a bet. I mean, it's just a it's just a race to the bottom. Of just things they can do, and because they're un- they can write their own terms and conditions and everything, they're doing it. So that's why Richie's Richie's onto it, and um, it's particularly like like Daltz is a mate of mine. I know he's tied up there, and I haven't had a personal issue with the Palmers, but um, they are an old bookmaking family, wasn't their dad? Rails bookie and all this, and they're on the rails, and you know, I, I just I just it's just it's disappointing. It's come from them, in my opinion. I thought I wouldn't if it was Dar or someone like that, or you know the the K's or someone like that, you'd expect it, but not the Palmers. Like they're bloody on course bookmakers for all their lives and that. So disappointing to me. Mm, very sad state of affairs. And there's a lot of these tiny little pop up uh, dots in the ocean at the moment that are basically you know trying to push the you know we're Australian owned and support us, but they're some of the most poorly behaved corporate op- operators out there. So sad to see, but we need regulation. I, I do hear of a uh, dispute going on in uh, New South Wales with the uh, same bookmaker we've just mentioned there, and um, it's it's hit its fourth year anniversary. So this pun has been barred, or he's had his account closed for four years, which is just a, another grubby tactic for not taking, I guess, any sort of smart and tough action, and it just makes you sick. Like uh, I log into Top Sport, and I only get one roll of the board with a little top up, and well, I think they offer it to most sort of clients as well, or nearly every client, and they've always been really good with their reward system until the POC tax sort of hit them on the head. But Tristan's been the fairest and best for such a long time, and it's they're still hold, they're, you know they're not doing these 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 grubby computer generated tactics and all these sort of things. So yeah, it's uh, it's just not good enough. So you, you got to vote with your feet and support the guys that are actually fair and will take take some money. I'm doing a lot of reflecting this year because I started on my own in 2013, about May 2013 when I when I left Sportsbet and started my own. So it's 10 years. So 10 years have been going for And watching where, you know, when the, when Richard put that tweet out yesterday, I'm saying, 10 years ago, have you thought Richard Irvine had written a tweet about a cartel of ex-on-course bookies making it so difficult for punters to try and back a winner? You know, and it, it, I'm doing seeing that all the time. All this, I cannot believe... I mean, I know things don't stand still and things like that, but from where it was 10 years ago, it is light years away from where it is in 2023, and who knows where it'll be in the future. But I mean, I was watching Jake Jake Howard on his Wagering Wars little thing he's doing on the – he's with the new platforms coming out. Like, you think, oh, we've tapped out at 95 to 100 bookies. He's saying with the two new platforms, GenWeb and that other one the girl from Betfair's in on, um, he thinks they're going to be 150, like 150 labels, you know. It's still going to grow. It's – it's anyway, anyway, a bit – There'll be plenty of chat about it tonight. I know that. There'll be, I think there's probably about, you know, maybe a dozen that are sort of worth their salt and you'd uh, sort of trust them to um, take a bet and move money in and out. Anyway, that, that's a, another big topic for a, a quieter day. We'll try and move the uh, show along because uh, Walt's got a golf appointment, as he said. Speaking of holidays, uh, as Don is good, he's over in uh, Fiji surfing uh, cloud break at the moment. He showed me some footage. Tell you what, if he's jumped in that, he's got balls of steel. Uh, the syndicate boys are flying, so if you want to start getting barred from some of these bookies, um, we don't mind sending a bet through to the, uh, the Palmer boys. We're uh, hunt plus 122 units in front at Achievable Odds, DK's old classic, um, and we're hitting it sort of 17%. So uh, everyone's sort of on fire just with their um, black books and their best bets. So uh, join the team. We're, uh, we're swinging pretty uh, accurately at the moment. Speaking of accurate, was uh, Redina. 
Last week, to, well, hat tip, tell you what, in run, Kathy just sort of had to hang on. She was sort of stuck in behind, flapping all over the place as she does. It was heart in your mouth stuff for a while because you just knew, like, I was thinking the worst, but, wow, once it sort of got out around them, went like a legit. Yeah, they gone pretty quick too and she was up on the sort of hippo. Yes. So you were you were expecting if she didn't sort of find the passage through, something was going to close from behind. But, um, yeah, I think those the three trials and uh, the grounding it had, it was, it was one of the few wallers that showed a bit of intent and, um, and went well, probably the only horse in that race that uh, you, you want to follow to going forward. In the verge, it was a bit plain, but, yeah, it was um, – Good result. Love Kathy. Love Kathy for this week alone, at least. And it was great. The, the bump, the bump people out of the way was the icing on the cake for uh, <laughs> for uh, the collect as well. Yeah, the old uh, the top two double. We've been struggling to just nail that second leg. So um, Converge uh, was the black cat for that one. As we said, uh, Nick, I'll be back for the yard this weekend. Uh, As he had Alsonzo, another filthy second interpretation. I thought it needs four thousand and maybe some sticks in the way for that horse to show its best. Uh, Carini, what a peach. I think it was Michael D. It keeps my uh, my moral segment alive, Walt. And the good thing is I've got a moral in Sydney and you'll be offline by the time I talk about the race, so you won't be able to poo-poo. So you'll have to watch the uh, the replay after uh, your little golf event. Top Sport Steamers, bit of nightmare fuel last week with Antino. Griff, mate, the mighty Griff. Don't forget Griff. The mighty Griff. The Sydney fall coming to the fore in Melbourne and embarrassed. David has saw backs are and still ran away from him. Go, Griff. Was it was a good effort that one? At uh, in hindsight, I can't believe I didn't uh, chime into that one. It uh, it was a good get and another eleven dollar winner. Uh, as I said, uh, Antino held up and uh, interesting. I thought Orman's a bit stiff there to get the lemonade, but he's probably got um, more assignments to do up in Queensland, so it probably makes sense to uh, put him back up there and uh, keep the business ticking over in Queensland. I would have thought. As we said, uh, make sure you open account with Top Sport. Australian owned and operated, uh, no no funny buggers with these guys, but with a we you can trust, the boys up here on the Gold Coast, and we'll zip straight into the Rose Hill segment. And uh, the first race we're going to have a look at is race number six, and it's the Golden Pendant. So it's all this uh, fillies and mares form uh, going through, and this is uh, sun- the Sunshine in Paris uh, race here with Espiona, the favourite, at $2.60. She was an unlucky second there. Zoo gotcha in the same race, $3. A tissue was really good, $5. She's a belt to eight fifty with a new stable. Banana Queen, nine fifty. Good win last time. More secrets at $18. Diamond Dealer, 21 And so dazzling. Espiona is the uh, the replay we've got here, Walt. Talk to us. I can't see it, so um, that makes it difficult for me to talk about, but uh, you can probably run through it. Yeah, so Espiona's in the um, the star thoroughbred colours. You've got Sunshine in Paris just uh, peeling off the back of the Godolphin horse there. She's sort of looking, looking for a run out, finally gets across, across heels here, but uh, the good horse is off and gone. It is, and then I thought Zugotcha sort of did half miss the kick jammed a little bit, but the blink is the first time. But uh, my thinking this race is that Espiona was probably, Nash was a maybe a little bit sleepy first up and Possibly, I don't think it would have beat the winner, but it should have been right on its heels. So gotcha, I think, getting that inside run, I think that was, you know, pretty good ground on the day. So uh, not too many excuses for her. And I thought even a tissue was the one that maybe arguably you should have got past it as well. She'd already had a run, Zoo gotcha heading into that. And so she'd gone, uh, I think it was 11 to 12, now to 14, Leaker's last start. So I'm, I'm saying there's more improvement in a horse like Espiona here who was pretty dominant over it late there and then, yeah, I think a tissue, if anything, probably the one you, you – I wouldn't be making it a winner, but I'd be sort of saving just in case it got the back of Espiona and got over the top of it because they were just so powerful late compared to Zugotra in a race like that. There's not a great deal of tempo in this race. The you know, Diamond Dealer probably leads on its own way, but just the strength and the ability to maintain a sprint that Espiona and a tissue have, I think uh, – I'm, I'm siding clearly with them over Zugotcha. And I just, you know, you get that extra layer of e- extra pain when the Waller apolly fires, you've got to straight to the front here it'll, and it'll win by three and you get television or something. There's always that extra, you know, part to it that you, you can enjoy an embrace in a race where Waller's got three favourites in the race. So siding heavily with SBR in the air and saving the tissue for mine. Obviously, yeah, uh, she's a belt, has got plenty of ability. Where is that at, at in life? Obviously, gone to the Annabelle Nisham yard. Yeah, gone to animals. So I'm not that. Um, <laughs> I think I think the um, the trainers, sorry, the owners, are a bit of a highly strung character. So 
interested in this. Like, I think it missed a run or something. I know it was. It looked like it was going really well for Snowden not too long ago, trialing really well, and was getting ready for a race there and, and sort of didn't eventuate. So maybe something's gone wrong and it's ended up changing to, to Annabelle. So, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd sort of treat it as a negative change, um, but it was up and running and maybe only had a minor setback. She probably hasn't had to do much with this horse, but I, I think the other horse has definitely got the wood on it preparation-wise, so it's got to overcome that, whatever that little setback is, change of environment, and run past some pretty good horses that are you know, in, in good form. So if, if he'd beat me, I'd be happy to sort of lose all the race. It's probably the answer. I would have thought a tissue is looking for further now. Um, but, um, yeah, I was, I was shocked at how close it got first up. So obviously the horse going super well. All right, let's push on to the Golden Rose. Absolute belt to this uh 1,400-metre race for the three-year-old Colts uh, cylinder. Jeez, I'm off the bit today. 480 into $4. Charmstone, massive mover this. $8 into 480. There's no scratching. This is crazy prices and flux here. Shinzu, 550. King Colorado, 6. Militarize, 850. NCAP, 950. Moravia, $11. Libertad, 14. Nadal, 21. Butch Cassidy, 31. Don Corleone, 34. Needs a new rider with J-Par falling off yesterday. Uh, general salute, $34 and snap back the outsider at 101. Run to the Rose is the uh, the first one. Uh, interesting race here. Probably wasn't uh, the fastest. He got militarised out the back. It's sort of the eye catcher. Chad didn't uh, lead on uh, Libertad, which is a bit surprising. Butch Cassidy sort of uh, rallies up. Don Corleone, probably a forgive. Cylinders just screaming to try and uh, get some clear air. And once he bursts through, he puts the race away. I thought Nadal loomed up really well. Uh, interesting one with Nadal. I was probably a little bit surprised I didn't go the other way. I, I'm not sure he's looking for the 1400. Walt might disagree with me. And then uh, Militarized sort of just rattles home. The other replay we're going to have a look at here is the trial of Shinzu. And that's Zaki up in front. But, um, yeah, nice and quiet, this uh, trial, just sitting behind the speed here. But, she just love the way he works through the line, especially over the 900 metres. Suggests he's going super well. It's way back in August. So they've kept him um, pretty hidden and under wraps since then. But, uh, yeah, even having a look at Shinzo, I just, you just love the last part of all these sort of races. And you, when I went back and had a look at the slipper tape, um, it's an interesting one. He sort of just was running away from in the slipper like a, a runaway train. Well, what do you think? Yeah, I was kind of Moses parting to see though too. So... Yeah, for me, it's a horse that I can't possibly have just on setup. It's it's to be five six weeks between that trial and this run. I I think something has to have gone wrong. I know they've come out and said, oh, well, someone said to me, so sort of at a temp or something, and missed its first up run. But uh, then they've come out and said, sort of running here with the potential to go to the Everest second up, to me, just doesn't make any sense from the way Chris Waller normally sort of prepares his horses. So I, I think he's coming here off a setback and to win a Golden Rose, even though it's a weird one. Oh, it's probably a horse. Like again, if it wins, I won't be winning on the race. Same with Charlestone. I can't understand the go for it at all. Sort of fourteen hundred meters. Um, the race itself, to me, is one of the ugliest races of all time. There's this sort of potential they could absolutely walk, which would be similar to that uh, run to the rose. Or you've probably got six or seven horses drawn, three to ten that all want to be on pace, and you could see them all because of the way that these races have been run. They could all come out with the same idea to sort of press forward. And that would change the race shape completely. So if they walk, you know, horse like Cylinder is potentially suspect at 1,400, could sit one line on them, slow tempo and just beat them again. And if they go mad, it brings, you know, General Salute, Shinzo, Queen Colorado, all of these horses, Marava, not Moravia, NCAP and Militarize into the race. So to me, you know, I love these races usually can find an angle. I really can't find one at all just because of how messy the race looks on the paper. There's just no there's no natural lead. I know Moravia took it up the other day, probably does again here if they do the same thing, but it's it's got fifty, six thousand different ways this race could be run and, and a different horse is suited every every way they run it and you're probably not getting any value to compensate for um, those variables in any horse that I can see. Like everything's pretty like Shinzo, six dollars. King Colorado seven, nothing too exciting there. Cylinder's probably the value for line of four fifty, just because he, he's bulletproof. You know he's going to be up there no matter what. And uh, maybe end cap ten dollars a touch of overs. Uh, uh, funny they've got uh, Prevels out, but put Dylan on it, which I thought surprised me a little bit. But um, yeah, it, whoever wins, I think it's just going to be a, you know need a bit of rub of the grain to do so. DK, not your not your bag, but lightly raced horses are. Is there something that? 
Simon Wilkes, I was looking, you know, I went looking. So Cylinder won that race the other day, but hasn't been impressive last two, but it is 450, not evens. Charmstone, it's got to be a queer over it. Had the race put on for it here first up, and then had the three wide was perfect spot for it the other day. I, you know, it's got to step up. Um, I, I, I was went looking for someone like King Colorado because he came out of the wink stakes and the different, but he, 1,400 again, he's going to get back. Doesn't set up well. Um, the blinkers are on militarised Walt. Is that right? Yeah, they are. Really oh, that's to... what I went. So looking for something like that, the blinkers. So might get something going. It could get the old collet right. I know. I don't know. I think Marrera's riding it, but uh, gate two blinkers could be last defence, and it could get the um, the run that Shinzo got in the in the gold slipper, zip through, get a gap, and and smash him late for sure. Like it's the sort of it's sort of eight fifty. You might get a bit better. It might be the one because you know it's going to be back on the fence. It's not conserving, and if it gets a gap, it's probably going to be you know strong. So it it might be the value. I would look for something like that. I think it's a clear it's the clear bet. I, I see blinkers on barrier two fourteen hundred. Yeah. I think Merrera can sit this horse midfield. I'm sort of half in love with it. I, I, if you forgive his golden slipper run where he was just didn't compete, he was also forgiving the Todman behind cylinder that day. If you remember, so the only couple of times that he's failed in his life uh, off complete forgives. So. He had no luck in the Tobman. Uh, he got knocked over in the Golden Slipper. He's come out and bolted into the Sires. He's bolted in on the um, in the what is it? The Champagne Stakes, albeit on wet tracks. I, I can see that. Wet tracks is the is the query, but he was good first up off a slow tempo. So that, see, check that box a little that, bit. That, that's right. They're not reaching for the blinkers in a bit of desperation. He was good first up, and then they reached for the blinkers. You know, so I I like that. You know, yeah, suck, suck, suck. And this horse just he's an absolute line finder. So. Zach oh. at an upgrade. Oh, and he just fits the profile beautifully. So he, he he could be the real deal. If there's a chink in, I think Shinzo could be the best horse, but I can't believe he's nine fifty. There's just no way that price will price will last. I can see this horse going seven dollars, six dollars, or something like that. Especially if if Shinzo's off, the market's going to tell the story because those Coolmore boys they love having a big bet as well. So if Shinzo's on, he'll be he could I could see him starting four forty. But if they don't like him, he he could start ten dollars. If How can price be double on fifty percent lower than, than Charles Stone? Oh, it is double the price now, isn't it? It's just not possible. It's a, it's just a strange one. I, and I've found Charles Stone the last couple of runs, but yeah, yeah I've, I've got big, big queries. Yeah, big queries at fourteen hundred. Hmm. Oh, yeah. well, I think we all agree oh, that could be the value. But uh, again, even um, do you please can you do your moral while I'm here? I need to hear it. No, I'm not telling. Come no, on. I'm not, get, I'm not telling. Who will ride who or who would you like to see ride Don Corleone if uh, Josh Parr or who's the likely rider? It's Snowden. Hey, Tim. So who is he back? He'll be back for it? Yeah, he's all he's riding. He's riding um he's riding Royal Tribute and he's riding uh, that how good are you? He's he's got three rides in the day, so he's in the room. I'm not sure who else has, but I'd say he'd be starting favourite just because I'm assuming, you know, first point of contact is is Ty who has Tim and Tim rides a lot for Henry Field, so it would make sense as long as they're confident that you know he's in good enough shape to take the ride. I, I'd assume he'd be the one that will take the ride. Hmm. I think if Tim ride, are uh, a smart booking? I would have thought, and if they can try, I know he's a, he's a bit of a tricky horse, but there's no way he'll start thirty five dollars if Tim's on it as well. I think he's a good knockout runner if Tim's on. Josh is okay too, by the way. There was a weird one that um, anywhere in Sora, the horse sort of bolted on him and was going towards the fence, and then sort of did a. A slide like it was going into third base in the bloody Yankee Stadium. It was a very strange fall, and he came off awkward. Looked like he had some bad trouble with his shoulder and arm. But um, yeah, they sort of no one got to see him until eleven thirty last night. They were a bit, bit worried, but he's just had a, a knock to the head, little uh, decent concussion, and I'll keep him in for a few days because of that. But all, all clear otherwise. Scans and arm and everything were fine and wrist. So hopefully he's not out for too long. Timmy will have to buy him a, uh, a milkshake. If he uh, if he wins the the golden rose on his horse Don Corleone, geez, that'd be sick for him because looks like a uh, a pretty good knockout ride. All right, good luck with uh, your little stadium golf, Walt, and uh, good luck with the debate tonight. I'm sure uh, you'll nail it. I'll see DK tomorrow. Yeah, we do doing lemonades all around. <laughs> exactly, and a uh, black Russian with the Coca Cola. Just what Walt needs more uh, more time awake at night. He's a vampire. Racingwatch.com.au is where you can find his stuff in the Discord channel. 
full of vampires in there and the Telegram group if you just want the best bets and you just uh, want to bet on the move. So make sure you check out Racing Watch for the uh, the full gamut of racing at Rose Hill. It's an absolute belter this week, um, as I'll uh, drop the moral later in the show. But it's time to uh, get the super sub as a off the bench. And um, he's going to have to uh, have a bit of an extended trip. We're going to try him over further with Nico out. But uh, he's seeing them not too bad, the assault from Malta. But uh, he hasn't had much of a uh, much luck over the last couple of weeks. But uh, welcome to the show, Azza. Thanks, boys. How are we? What? So Azza, you're, up, you're out of the cupboard since that thing at Geelong last Friday, whatever <laughs> it was, the bloody shin, bloody thing. Jeez, well, what a horror, horror show that was. To get beat like that, God! What was it? Four dollars to two forty or something? Great, yeah, absolutely. Truck. It was a. It was tough. I. I had to take a few deep breaths and go for a bit of a walk. I could tell you that it was a uh, tough, tough beat that one. But anyway, you know, just keep punting. Yes. Put the mouth guard in. You might have to uh, share. So we just have Walt on the screen. You probably saw it. You have to share some of your tanning tips. It's, just gone uh, twenty eight thirty one here up at the Gold Coast, and uh, he's pale as a uh, a ghost, like old Walty. But uh, the Testarossa Stakes on Saturday, Caulfield's the first race that we're going to have a look at here, and this will put uh, a bit more colour and a bit more spring into everyone's step here, because uh, the horse that's absolutely airborne at the moment, amenable tops the market here, two dollars at Top Sport here to shock four forty, big run last start. Uh, behind Devoted when he was uh, so poorly in at the weights versus that runner. Bandersnatch, $6. Corner Pocket, six fifty. Savannah Cloud, $15. Ongawa, $15. Airborne, that horse. Banker's Choice, $34. And then you've got uh, Red Sound Sensation, probably $41. It might be over the odds there. And uh, Buffalo River. But uh, the replay here is amenable in the Memsey as. This is the one you like. Yeah, look, I don't think there's many people watching the show. I haven't seen this. And look, I do apologize. I really don't like coming on here and tip it two buck pops to be honest i always try and try and find some value but um look this horse to me just this is the best run of the spring so far for me um you see him coming up in the line on the rails you know against this is the the triple a form of the spring um you know mr brightside here and flew home bandersnatch who had the pr this day he's one of his opponents here um and look amenable's drawn 10 of 10 and at two bucks you know matt negative there's a lot against it, but why I ended up just thinking, I still think he'll win is there's a lot of speed in this race. An old mate, Buffalo River in here, here to shock will be positive. Savannah Claire to go positive. I just can't see a sit and sprint here that would rule a minimal hour. Um, and in, in a case where there's going to be um, better than even speed, actually 10's an advantage. Uh, he can come down the middle and round them up. And off that, if he matches that run um, last start, which he should, goes to third up here, does stay at fourteen hundred, but you know I, I think he's a huge chance in the Turak, even with Amelia's jewel in it. Uh, you know, I just think this is this is his race to win against horses who who are inferior. I wanted to back here to shop wherever it went, but not in this race. I was hoping for something a bit a bit little bit weaker in a mile. So um, for me, Amenable uh, stands out of that run. Um, gets our uh, everything. Just just want to be on best bit of the day. Mm. I sort of like corner pocket and. Um... Buffalo River setting up the tempo, and I think that, yeah, I was sort of thinking this horse would go 1,600 next start, but if those two are up front, I uh, I tend to agree. DK, you with him? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had Brian Freddie could see it the other day, but, uh, yeah, again, why Barry go back? But, um, oh, yeah, but that's the uh, that's the grouse, the grouse form, and uh, he's a horse going places, that horse. So uh, he slipped behind, barely coming out of the gates there. So um, that's what Jay Carr said. So um, that's probably why he's so far back. So mm. I think we should have finished even closer, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, that's just everything we, you know, you just love when you to see when you're doing the form is a horse like that and you want to back him next start. <clears throat> Lost a couple you know, of lengths gonna... on the turn there because she was sort of just awkwardly placed, stuck behind a couple of uh, backsides there and then she sort of had to dart back into the inside. So entitled yeah. to probably finish um, a little bit closer again there, but good point you make about uh, the slipping from the barrier. So uh, that's our uh, that's a, that's one leg of our uh, our top two moral double. So hopefully we haven't jinxed it uh, there because we just can't quite uh, get the second one across the line at the moment. Guinea's Prelude is an absolute ball tear of a race, uh, race seven. It's uh, the 1,400 metre group two. Stapati is the favourite here. $2.90. V8 is $3.80. Centrify, $6. Shalite, 
$9, Little Bros, 12 Rock Empire, 15 Southport Tycoon, 17 Prince Zero, 21 Armed Forces, 21 Snow Patrol, Unlucky Last Start, $21, and then some people call me. Great uh, name, that one. Maurice uh, Colt, that one. But uh, V8 is the first replay. We're going to have a look at uh, two replays, V8 and then Step Party. But um, here's V8, and a big, big note here, as a Nico said he was fat as mud in the yard. Yeah, yeah, a lot of improvement out of the yard. Um, it's a pretty consistent thing. Look, this horse was was really good uh, in his two-year-old year. Went up to Sydney and failed on that. Um, that was a heavy 12 that day, that race at Militarised one. Um, he was really heavily favoured that day. I thought this was a great presumption. I was actually against him this day. Uh, I thought this was a, a fantastic win, um, a really good springboard to what's clearly the targets coming up, which is the prelude and then ultimately the guineas. I think 1,400 metre based on that size win is just going to suit him down to the ground. Um, I marked this horse favourite in this race. Um, I was very surprised uh, that it hasn't come up yet. I thought that a very eye, other eye-catching run behind it, there was a horse called Shelight. I don't think many would have missed that either. And I absolutely love the jockey change for it. Um, Stackhouse off the Sarah on. Um, clearly, 4,800 is going to suit. I think it's a horse with a lot of ability. Um, and I think that's the form uh, for this Guineas prelude. Well, even even after Legacy's plotted to the line the other day, yeah, you still uh, like that form. I think I think that's why we get we're getting the price. Um, I'm still happy to back that this horse is um, is on the way up. Uh, you know, if if there are failures behind, I just think Legacy's was hugely overbet the other day. Uh, so I, I'm okay with that. Um, I still think this horse will progress off that, um, and I, as I said, I think I think I think she lied there behind it, um, and the figures that they run were. Well, it was really the, it was the best run in the race by a mile. She lied, yeah, in that race. Yeah, agreed. It's just a shame it's drawn drawn it, poorly. The only thing is, it's drawn outside again. Going to go yeah. back. Um, it was a bit. So I just thought the I just thought the eight from two there was going to mellow them. Right, I was going to get all run. the favours. I, I just can't see it not being in the finish. I uh, I tend to agree in terms of the Shalite thing, and uh, I thought Legacies might have just might have just ripped the guts out of her. So uh, oh, Pete and Moody Shorty, they're just fucking hey? me Pete Moody just, just knocks up getting Shorty. Now this feet. is a Stepardi <laughs> race. Now I guess what shits me is you know you watch dot com and you know, Stepardi wins this, and they all say after race, oh this horse can be anything. What a win! I mean they absolutely it was crawled, a barrier trial. Absolutely crawled in this race. It's sad OSL. Uh, I actually think probably Brave Mead um, and Sender Five behind her a better run. Um, but the figures out of that race are poor. I just think that the V8 race is a strong form line leading into this. Um, and as I said, I, it just annoyed me a bit about the hype around Mr. Party. I, I still think he's got a bit to prove. Uh, I think he's way under the odds in this race. Uh, I mean, I take a stand against him. Uh, and that's why I'm. I'm siding with V8. I did think Semifire was a good run there, um, obviously from a strong stable off that slow speed. Uh, but I just think Stepardi's short. I think even that Southwood Tycoon race, um, that midweek race was really strong as well. Whether that's going to measure up, I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going against that Moody Valley form and going with the Caulfield form. DK, a lot of these horses are your your horses. Yeah, I was a bit tawny, but, I, I mean, you can't really use that, Ray. I... You know, when you see such a slow tempo the other day, it was to party and Centify, you can't you can't really if you're doing a rating, you can't allocate that rating because they went so slow. And then um V eight was in the more solidly run race. But um I uh yeah, I, the jury was out a bit for me. I Stepardi's a really, really, really nice horse. Um and Centify's a really nice horse. I just, I think they're three real quality animals, but uh V eight's gonna get the box seat where Stepardi end up from eight. This probably rolls forward. Um yeah, I, I didn't want to have a hard, firm opinion skirt. I wanted to have a look at them all again, just the two off the slow tempo race. And then, yeah, the legacies, oh, the legacies the other day, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it puts a question mark over that, the, the strength of that um, race the other day, myself personally, even though Az is not worried about it. So the jury's out. As if she had drawn a barrier, I would have been steering towards it, you know, but um, it hasn't drawn 11. So, um, yeah, I was a bit, uh, I was a bit uh, watch and learn, mate. Mm. I was in Naz's corner heavily with V8. I just I just like him as a type, like his action, like everything about him. My biggest concern is Barrier 2, as you sort of say. He might need a chopper rescue at some sort of stage. I think his biggest worry is if he gets stuck in behind a, the lead horse and just can't get clear room. So 
that's stopping me from sort of bet, betting right up for, for from that runner. But um, and I, I don't know. I think she like could be a, could be an advantage, and um, be interesting to see if anything else. I, there's, there could be a bit of a tail to this race with a couple of these horses just not really um, exposed. And well, Southport Titan was an extraordinary win the other day. Like he, he got up to him, then he started going hard left. Remember that, was it? Yeah. And then he still, the other horse looked to have him. And, he, and even though he was hanging in, he kept finding the line. Like, I know he's, he's green just by cost him this time. You know, he's only had two starts, but dearie me, that was raw. That's raw talent. Yeah. I know? think if, if anyone hasn't seen that race, that's the strongest three year old midweek form race you'll see this spring. Even Snow Patrol behind it, potentially, there'd be an yeah. argument to say it would have yeah. won if he didn't get chopped out. So, um, and I've got a lot of time for that Griffiths runner-up. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel Stapati in this race is going to have a target on him. I just, I just think the map's very sticky for him. Um, and I, I just don't see where he gets to in the run. And he may just have to press on and press on and press on and sit OSL and use up a bit of tank early. I just see VA just saving up tickets with, with the best sprint. There's no way Mellon's going to get stuck in the coffin here, surely. Um, I don't think he'll get bullied down the rail. So. Um, anyway, it could be wrong, but uh, look, I, I agree. See what DK's saying. We, we want to learn for the guineas wise, but just I just thought it was value VA at four bucks. I was just surprised the price. Yeah, I think uh, I think you boys are all around it, so it's going to be uh, fascinating watching and a real uh, a real race to follow the form. It's uh, it's it's one of the strongest I can remember, and uh, I like the fact that there's only sort of a dozen runners there too. So less traffic and, and less problems and, and fingers crossed uh, if the horse that you back uh, gets a clear passage. The next race we're going to have a look at is the uh, Naturalism Stakes and one of DK's old uh, old boys here, Floating Artist, hits the uh, the top top of the uh, top what of betting. What about the rider change? What about the rider change? Oh. Mark Zara's got a oh. massive book on Saturday, doesn't he? $3.60 oh. favourite. <laughs> uh, Barclay Square, sorry, $5.50. Uh, blinkers go on, interestingly. Goldman, uh, $8. Uh, big uh, big Barrett overcome there in 19 Alaskan Gold was good last start, $18. Oh, sorry, $8. Future History, $10. Here's a shocker, was really good too. Gets Blake Shin, $13. The Summit, $13. Bear Story, $17. A Misery, $18. Milford loves this track and trip, $19. Regal Power, $26. Uncle Bryn, $26. And then Virtuous Circle, uh, big in the uh, Sydney Derby at $26. And Daquan Sweet Jr., $34. Shiraz Veroli, $41. Funny little race here with uh, it's got a bit of a tail this uh, this one, but uh, the replay we're going to have a look at is uh, the race that Regal Power comes through in the uh, the pink and the white, as are in the blinkers. Look, this horse could be completely gone. It's thirty one dollars. Um, this race has got a history of throwing up upsets, um, and the profile of the horses that have um, are usually third up and just have that fitness edge. Um, I just thought he was sort of bat sort of looked to be gods out of him. But in the last hundred here, he really did accelerate well. Um, as I said, he's an eight-year-old who's had heaps of problems um, and could be completely gone. But at $31, I just thought um, he was the best roughly from the day. I think the race is very skinny. I think floating artist is clear top pick. After its last win, I started looking, thinking, Caulfield Cup, what weight's it going to get? It's got 52 in the Caulfield Cup. It's got to be a huge chance, I reckon. Um and I thought the only other one was Old Mate Berkeley Square dropping five kilos. They finally put the blinkers on. He was unlucky, but well, last chance saloon for him, even though I said it last start, I can see why he's in the market. This is proper kitchen sink job. If that, if that ain't get a result here, it's like, well, I just don't have the horse I thought they had. Um, I think two main winning chances, Floating Artist and Berkeley Square. Um, clearly floating artists, but regal power, as I said, I've had something like 31 bucks as a, as a roughy each way. Mm, interesting uh, race. This, it sounds like you've got a bit of opinion here, DK. Yeah, well, it seems like, mate, you, you, you've sided with horses you've got a relationship with and I've always liked, <laughs> always liked this horse with T.O. and T. Stockdale and whoever's swinging off it and there, there's Zara going on. Like, oh, how good. So, um, yeah, like he's in, obviously he, he won the other day. He's... Um, He's in good order. Don't make these mar horses with this six-week gap. I mean, other stables are a setback. It's just where they do it. It's just what they do. And um, they're just the best stable, 2,000 metre plus. No issues there. Um, yeah, love Zara going on. I've, I couldn't see past that. Couldn't where see is, past it. He raised a good point, DK. Jeez, T.O., when he slaughtered this horse that day, about 50, I think that was a race name, Dewey won. Where is T.O.? 
He's just he had that bad fall at the valley, remember? Mm. Oh, that's the fluorescent, fluorescent star. That's the one. Yeah, poor fluorescent star. Yeah, with your camp. But uh, he uh, saw him the other day, interviewed or something. He's getting better. He's not far away. Yeah, I think good. from maybe track rider, track work again. So, yeah, but yeah, like kicked up in a Melbourne Cup with it for him with him on and yeah, just I mean, like, yeah, when you see rider changes, and this is right, this is not this is apprentices basically to uh, to to elite. So, um, yep, yeah, I couldn't see past that Scooty, but no further. Mm. Oh, he's a great price. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sold on him at the price. And he, I know you say he hasn't had a setback and all that sort of thing, but he has. Like he was off the scene for a really long time. He's an eight year old. Uh, I can see that he, he looked good the other day. I, I thought Goldman. When I went back and had a oh, look Goldman, at him, yeah, they went they went well. pretty quick the other day, and that's a you know that would have cleaned him right out. I think he's a, a good horse. I could see people chasing their money with Barkley Square. Too short for me. Alaskan God definitely improve up to two thousand meters. Future history maybe into prep. I went looking for his a shocker. Then I actually found Azaz Horse Regal Power, and then I kept digging into the race, thinking, "Oh God, this is just a bloody nightmare." This race, you can sort of half make a case for Bear Story, who was um, you know real wide, and then oh, hang on, hang on, I've got to get the pen out for Scooty's quaddy numbers here. Well, this hang is on, what I mean. It just yeah. be, it's just becomes <laughs> this race. Is this a quad? As as yeah. as it says, it's like, skitty or get wide. It's that's well, yeah, you do oh, get ready, up. get wide. Bear <laughs> yeah, story. I reckon bear story is a big price, especially the weights. I love the regal power bet. I'd have to have something on that at thirties. Virtuous circle. You talk about horses that you're in love with. Well, he's one of my old boyfriends for sure. Daquan Sweet Junior. I know this horse can pull a run as well. He's at thirty four dollars. You got the goat on Shiraz. Who couldn't he couldn't get the weight of uh, one of the horses down the bottom? Who also looks suited, and then you've got um, a horse like Team War, Chris Waller at one fifty to one, and then, gosh, like gr talk about grade up. I think I, I want to play like as I want to back two or three roughies at sort of twenty one, and then maybe go wide in a quad leg. <laughs> but just have, oh, this is this is where I have my little drinks break or a uh, bit of a rest to go, try and get myself through the last hour of betting. But wow, this is a um, this is a tricky race. <laughs> Field for you. Skinny for me. I saw I saw floating artist there, then I saw Berkeley Square as it all. The only I'd only ever come back into Berkeley Square again if it had D. Yendall, C. Newitt, or maybe J. Maskeel on it or someone like that. Somebody's gonna bash it, you know. Bully. Someone's gonna stand <laughs> over the bloody thing. Mm. You know? Because it's got that you've got to get it get up at the six hundred or seven hundred to get wake it up, you know. I don't know if Harry's the right man for that. He's a pretty kind rider, Harry. So um anyway, the blinkers might do something. But yep. Maybe blinkers. You don't know. Hey? Maybe blinkers. Oh, a bit of desperation. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about the blinkers on militarized. You know, I reckon put a bit of desperation there, the blinkers on directly square. Yeah, he, he, he could over race him. I mean, nice. Great point you make, DK. There's there's two types of blinkers changes in there. There's the desperation. This is our last gasp, and then there's sort of set play grand final. And that, I think that's a, a real valid point you make. Where well, they've worked a minute previously, maybe the last prep they might have trialed in them. They just keep it up their sleeve, you know. They just know. Okay, but this is uh, geez, he's been one paced, and well, we better better throw the blinkers on, try and get him to go. Anyway, spot on. I think a uh, great point you make too. Sometimes I just love when you get, you know, like an old Callow or a. Um, no, Callow, there's another one. Yeah. yeah standover man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He went up and rode one of those headstrong horses uh, midweek uh, for us, one of uh, Les Kelly's horses, yeah, in the syndicate bet like last last Wednesday and stood over one. And uh, sometimes that's just what you need. Quick look Nash, at that. Nash is another one. Nash, another beauty, yeah, absolute beauty. Yeah. So, reckon you're 100 right there. Let's uh, let's talk about the Underwood States quickly. Uh, we won't go through any of the replays, but it's probably too big a race. It sounds like Alligator Blood is going to back up without a fights there. Sulkum, Tavalu, Lindemann, Attrition, uh, Duay, Mawanga, Duke De Sessa. Pretty hot little race here, but Alligator Blood. Everyone says, oh yeah, he's not really great past them all. He did win the race last year. Who has? Uh, oh, we're going to be quick. Yeah, look, I thought thought uh, I thought the there's going to be pretty solid tempo there. You think? So I thought that set it up well without a fight. Uh, Eighteen hundred is a great kickoff point for him, and um, even though he's drawn a bit sticky, and me back off him. I thought uh, there's a bit seems a bit of speed there with Alligator Blood and Lindemann and Tuvalu and a few others. So that's the way I was leaning. Mm. And I, I, was, I was I thought that uh, the Q twenty two and um, was had a bit of guts to that, so I thought that that the race had a bit of guts to it, and I thought his win was pretty good there. It was pretty arrogant, so free bet. I'd be probably still into it without a fight as well. As a, uh, to be honest, I haven't done the race because after Tuvalu's first up run, when they hooked it, just gave it a barrier trial. I 
backed it in this race at 26 bucks, thinking it might be eight horses and it'd be only on speed horse. And here it is, alligator, old mate, alligator blood's rocked <laughs> up. So that's completely tortured me there. So from 13, it's probably can't win and it's $8. And that's $8. It makes me think, well, where's the winner? I'm on without a fight in the Caulfield Cup pretty heavily. So I, I just hope without a fight runs awesome and I'll watch. I think I'll just watch. Listen, I've never been able to catch Alligator Blood, but I think the setup looks looks great for it on Saturday. But um, yeah, I thought even Bank Ball was good first up, thirty four dollars. But I'm not sure this is race. I just don't know after Group One or Bank Ball. I think it's I think it's just. Yeah, you got Lindemann third up, Walla off that Jung Chelmsford. What do you do with it? Trishan Fly, but is this the right race? I don't know why they're not going Turak. Anyway, so yeah, I just did my head in. Yeah, it's either real simple or uh, a couple of different angles there, as you say. All right, time for uh, we'll keep Azza on the show, and uh, there's there's a, there's a heap of stuff uh, to get through still. Uh, Scooty's Moral Time comes up in uh, race seven at Rose Hill, and Waterford's come up favourite three dollars ten. It's the favourite. It's my moral this week. Cepheus four sixty, Crosstalk four sixty, uh, Kerwin's Lane eight fifty, Williamsburg eight fifty, Flying Crazy ten dollars, New Mandate twelve. And then uh, Magical Lagoon's out the gate there at $31, but I thought it was a knockout chance here. Let's have a look at the replay here, and you can see uh, Waterford. He's in a pretty good position here. He's three pairs back and just sort of peeling to the outside here, just coming off them three wide in the red. And my comments here were just uh, stay with up in trip, and there was a couple of horses that um, well, Gold Miles, the winner of this race, just got the absolute dream running behind the leader and just showed a too much zip for it over 1300 meters and then the inevitable who's come back absolutely flying who's got uh you know the all-star mile form and really good horse interesting though the two the horses that beat it across the line there golden mile and um the inevitable they just disappear from uh, this race so they've the hardest horses to beat were the one were those two horses they're not there you've got cepheus coming back from queensland uh, I don't think this is his grand final. He's got one of those other um, Kosciuszko or one of those other races, one of those gimmick, big dance, little dance, barn dance, whatever the dance is. That's his grand final. Crosstalk I can see being a bit of a uh, an issue or putting the speed up up front. Horse like Williamsburg is an absolute flea. It uh, was set a bit of bit of a task last start. I think it was at Eagle Farm. Had everything. Well, that was the race that should should have won, and now it's got blinkers on here down to fifty three kilos. If that horse beats you, I think you just got to suck it up and and sort of move on. He just loves a saucer of milk. So there's two of this horse, but uh, I can't have it at all. I thought the knockout runner to beat us uh, was a horse called Magical Lagoon. So she's first up. Walla K Mac. She's got a fair bit of class and a, a European galloper. So I thought first up fifteen hundred would. Be uh, yeah, the real ruffy that you just don't want to lose. So you can you can easily save her with uh, not much money there. But I think the Gelds has made Waterford a brand new horse, posted a huge figure, uh, really strong rating race that one. Stays down the weights and then off fence is just great for Tyler Schiller. I know he got one strung up yesterday in the uh, the staying race, but he's sort of riding okay at the moment. Tyler Schiller compared to uh, someone like Dylan Gibbons, who's sort of off the boil completely. But uh, I thought the wide draw will suit. And this horse just loves uh, loves fifteen hundred at Rose Hill too. I think five starts, three wins, and now he doesn't have his plums. I think he's definitely the horse to beat. Fifteen hundred. There'll be not much that can uh, beat him in the in the run home here. Maybe New Mandate was the other one with a bit of class with Joe Marrera now on. But um, not sure if uh, you've had a look at this one, Azza, or have got a yeah. conflicting opinion. No, I had a look. Um, Waterford's form at Rose Hill is impeccable. Um, to your point, Gelder was good first up. Uh, they raced each other this track and trip, Waterford and Cepheus in the autumn, in the Ajax, I think it was, uh, and Cepheus towed Waterford up, uh, gets about a two-kilo benefit on it for that run, Waterford. Um, I'll, you know, crosstalk, I, I went to try and find that, but all its best ratings to me look like on, on Sting. Um, he's just got to make sure he doesn't get too far out of his ground here. Um Tyler Schiller on Waterford and, and be too negative. Um, I think you'll. I think you're on the money. I, I can't take these Waller first uppers, no matter what they do in trials and that sort of thing. Like, if they beat you, so be it. They rarely do. So I thought it was the clear standout in this. And some of these have got prices next to them just because you have to put a price next to them. I could see Waterford say pretty short here. I could probably yeah. I could say jump jumping sort of like two dollars fifty or something like that if the big syndicates line up and. Sort of see what I'm seeing. DK, any thoughts or? 
No, I didn't get that fast, Goody, but uh, what are you, you're running hot, aren't you? So, uh, uh, as they say, if morals have been winning, so a bit of tell you in there, mate. Sound like a box ticker to me. Yeah, it looks uh, looks like it gets every chance. And then uh, we'll put in the top two double with uh, Amenable. So you've got Amenable top two and then Waterford top two at Top Sport for $3. So 100 bucks max bet there. So fingers crossed we can uh, finally uh, get one across the line here because we're proving it uh, a bit of a challenge at the moment. But uh, I'd be shocked if it doesn't run top two Waterford and equally as uh, disappointed if uh, Amenable uh, can't, uh, can't hit the line there in uh, the first two positions. As I said before, uh, Donny is away. He's uh, surfing in Fiji. So last week he had uh, Ahariri uh, run second at uh, Newcastle, which is a bit sick. Plenty of money for it. This week he's gone uh, Toowoomba at race eight, number two, Yellow Brick in the Wheatwood, dollar seventy. Uh, I think there's one Golan horse that situation room could be a danger there, but this horse has got the Golden Eagle or one of those uh, Eagle races. So I, I think it was like $2 and it got s- snapped up pretty quickly, $2 into uh, $1.70 pretty quickly in the Wheatwood and uh, looks very much suited there. So that was uh, Donnie's little best for this week. And then Top Sport Steamers, as I said, no luck with Antino last week, absolute sickening. So whoever had the 2000 at $2.70 would be uh, yeah, in a coma with that one. But uh, a couple of bets here. Caulfield Race 9, number 10, Solcombe, 700 at $11.00. Interesting, they've gone this way with this horse and really tough race. With the speed on, it might pan out, but gee, I just don't know if Waller's – what's he, he might sprout a bit, this horse, and be now looking for further. DK, did you yeah, think? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, all roads lead to the Caulfield Cup, don't they now? So, um, yeah, look, he, he the way he got home the other day, you can see why if someone's playing in the race, they probably want to have him covered, but uh, you'd assume that person will be backing a few in the race. Mm, 11 into 7.50, so a bit of a move there. As would you like that bet? Um, pretty close with one of the large owners of that horse, and um, they've got one race in mind, and that's in November. So, I'll uh, be expecting them to. Uh, he's a he's an out and out. Uh, I know he was super impressive last start. Um, this is a bit different race. Um, I think they'll just be going back and wanting him to keep running on and setting him for that race. So, um, yeah, unless he's a better horse than I think he is, I think that's the that's the next race I'll be backing him in. Outstanding. Caulfield race 10, number two, Generation. Uh, well, 150, 100, $150 at uh, $16 here. So Midwest, she dances, Viviane, Bacchanalia on the lead, Rose Court, Sebanac. That's who he's up against. Funny race, this one. Funny quaddy league. I'd say Generation is the most overbet camel or nearly ever sane. Should have been dealt it a long time ago. And if it's ever going to win, it'll be from Barrier 7 a last race, Caulfield 1120s, and it'll come down to middle <laughs> That's right. Win. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, it's I, not I, so I'm not going to knock <laughs> that bet. If it was $4, <laughs> I'd say the, the person is uh, but at 16. So uh, it'll be going in everything I have just in case. Sanity. Oh, yeah, I haven't got that far. I, I've got no idea that race, but. Uh, I just black oh, Midwest. Midwest would be hard to run down. I black Midwest after its first up yeah. run. That was extraordinary. I just didn't think it was that good a horse. Up the front with WP. Mm, uh, in the S4 reform. That's probably, yeah. You're right. Keep it simple and maybe go that way. Uh, Toowoomba race six, number Toowoomba. 11. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Big day there, isn't it? Toowoomba. The, uh, yeah, Wheatwood it's a Wheatwood day. day. Yeah. Up in uh, Shane Curley, our country, old curls. Uh, Toowoomba race six, number 11. Cryptic. Uh, Cryptic sound. So this one's been a bit of a movie here. So eighty dollars at twenty six. Interesting. Rex Lip Train. Taylor Marshall. Twenty six into fifteen dollars. Horses like Bobby Shiraz. Glass of Rose. Rose. Sorry. Uh, Planned Ed Counter. Red Defcon. Uh, Adelaide. Uh, Cap- Capital C. I haven't got that far, but uh, it's in the Torn Beginnings there. So interesting that Bjorn's got the favourite, Bobby Shiraz. But that's a race that I'm going to have to do with um, a fair bit more scrutiny. But Hmm. I expect Bobby Shiraz to probably be pretty popular there, given his form around Kadinsky Abstract and Sovereign Fund in the through the trials and things like that, and Felix the Scat and all those sort of horses. Libertad. Interesting to see uh, how that one uh, washes out, but uh, interesting market move and interesting size bet. Obviously, uh, minimum bet laws sort of kick in there. Race ten at uh, Rose Hill, Ezekiel. Uh, it's uh, seventy-five dollars at thirty-four dollars here. Race ten, Rose Hill. I have not got that far myself, but uh, Mojo Magic, I think, is going to be scratched. Ohio, Extravagant Star, Mars Mission, Porte, Tristate, Cavalier Charles. Tricky little race there, so 
maybe that's why they're going uh, wide. But yeah, I did hear that Mo- Mogo Magic's going to be scratched. So by the only thing I early. know about that race is uh, that Lavish Empire. It's fourth emergency was a was a great run last start. It's an ex Munamore's um, gone to Snowden. Um, I think it's got ability, but I don't know the form. Old, old mate, Sissel Street lads there. Loming mm. sold it. Yeah, Christian Buchanan, I think it won first up. And then, um, yeah, that Abel Willie just snuck up on the fence and beat that Lavish Empire. So, Oh, that was, that, that, was that. The, that was the race. That was the race. Ash. What a freak. He's a very interesting rider, Nash, so I'm interested to see what he does uh, this Saturday. DK, that's the uh, that's pretty much the guts of the show. Can you uh, turn your fortunes around with your um Turn little... the fortunes around? You're kidding, aren't you? What is the last race at Geelong last week? I've Did got it a quick... Go oh, yeah, 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 um, the thing that beat us, Miss Galore, ended up short oh. with all the scratchings. Gave struck gold Winburn. What yeah, price did nice you get after, after deductions? Uh-huh. Six to four or something. Oh, it's all right. Hey, D- DK, have you looked at have you looked at uh, Cranburn today? There's a horse there that um, it's called Excess. It was gay, unraced, a schnitzel, and it's been transferred to Julian Sandu. Schnitzel. Julius, yeah, it's the <laughs> um, it's the relation to Lofty Strike. That's why. Right. Relation okay. to Lofty Strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure it's um either the full or the. To, to lofty strike, so um, it's trolled up good, but a lot of them having that race, but it trolled up good. But what's uh, this these... thing worth? It's out of schnitzel, out of a golden slipper winner. And they give yeah, it to Gay, it wins a trial, and they give it to Sandu. And yeah, you know, the, the trial, Miss Galore. Miss Galore, yeah, 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 yeah. It lines up well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, he, uh, yeah, well, Sandu trains lofty strike, so you can see why they're giving it to him. So um, lofty sister, yeah, lofty, lofty strike sister. There it is. Kamachi in a trial and it beat Miss Galore in a trial. So if I had a horse that valuable, I'd be leaving it with Gay over Julia with all due, Julia, so with all due respect. But anyway. I reckon he's going all right. There you go. Yeah, you know, like he's a good trainer. I'm not saying he's not a good trainer. I'm just saying he's not gay warnhouse. <laughs> yeah. They are Fair going enough. very hot camp. Going he said if I was making a comparison, she does seem to have a bit more jump and go type of speed comparing the when comparing the duo. So, um, yeah, try overreach. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I said, these maidens, as you've, we've seen, they're, they're hot as mustard this time of year. There's a, I think race two, it's race two at Ballarat on tomorrow is as hot as you, as hot as you'll see um, a maiden this time of year. Um, saw a thing of Craig Pierce's. Did you see that thing? Ver Dad win on debut there. It was like fifteen dollars and just went like an absolute Learjet last week at Bendigo and. Uh, all, the, all, all, the, all the stables just let go of their good horses this time of year. So it's a bit of fraught with danger in the maidens. So then like with Miss Galore, I go looking for sort of things I know. The one their maidens, you know, that sort of followed throughout their career. So uh, there's one there. I tip If you want to tip Scooty, four, race four, number four tomorrow, Ryo Yuki. I think I went on. Ryo Yuki. When I, I know this Ryo horse. Yuki. When I was doing the tips for the thing, I think I tipped it when it won its maiden. Um, for my subs when I was doing that, and uh, it's a second up specialist. Had the little kid, uh, had not little kid, had our Houston on. It's not an apprentice's horse. Put our Houston on behind Glitzing first up. Um, it's good form. Glitzing Frank that yesterday gets senior rider. <clears throat> Loves fourteen hundred. Ran second to Bell at Rich at Flemington fourteen hundred last prep. Second up the prep before it ran second at Flemington as well. Well, somewhere in town. Second up to um, uh, a, a nice filly. So. Um, I thought Ryuki, race for my missus won't be happy with me tipping race four number four. Bloody hell, she's Chinese. Should be tipping race eight number eight. But uh, <laughs> race four, fours, fours are no good. They mean death if anyone doesn't know that in, in Chinese. So there's no – at the casino <laughs> over the road here, there's no level four. There's no level four in the hotel or anything. There's no, no. one to stay there. But there's no, level there's 88, not. even though it's not a level 88. Yeah, so anyway, race four number four. <laughs> there we go. Strong form this. Belay Rish, Wish Law Lass, uh, British Columbia, Yulong Patrol. So Just definitely nice. looks – a strong uh, race. So uh, Magic uh, Chloe goes all right. Magic Chloe goes. We are Houston goes on it. Senior riders off it. Are Houston on it? The kid, the kid. I like the kid coming off this. He's just uh, Matty Williams knows it's a second up horse. I'll just put the apprentice on, get back, run on first up, and then uh, the only thing I wish it drew a bit better, but it is a run on horse anyway. But uh, right, you can, yeah. Look, but it's total. There's um, good horses going around there tomorrow. Uh, Mornington Glory is a big one there tomorrow. 
he was coming out of retirement and uh, gone to the to uh, G Bedge Good, so uh, it's trialed up good. It'll be very interesting also to watch tomorrow. Oh, it's always trials good, mate. Does it does? But uh, no, I know someone in the ownership there, and um, Bedge Good reckons he's got it. Uh, it has been a troll superstar, but he thinks he's got it right. So it'll be very interesting what happens with that. Uh, okay. Tomorrow. Well, I lost plenty on it before. I better follow up. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, don't 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 let under your guard tomorrow. Jeez, I think you two might need your own uh, provincial racing show. You guys could wrap it on for the next four hours oh, if I let you. Good, no. It's time. Victorian <laughs> racing, mate. That's all you need. The provincial three, princes. Yeah, three dollars anywhere. Mandangatangs the same at three dollars at Flemington. That's the old motto. Oh, great. Taichura, Taichura Saturday. As it Taichura, how good? Taichura, oh, I haven't got there. Yeah, the acceptance is out yet. No. Best, leader, best, best leaders track in the state now. They've ruined a lot of the other ones with cambers and things like that. Bloody Ararat's cast, Seymour's cast. Yeah, bloody Taichura's the best leaders track in the state. So just find find whatever can jump on the bunny there. Sorry, away you go, Scoop. We'll rabble it on. Welcome to Bet Doctor. This is our <laughs> Can't believe Militarise won the Golden Rose. And Welcome can to the we just Thursday say, show. Can we just say, Gay Lions. <laughs> Yes, Morris. you can. Yep. Well, what there price do you get? $1.40 is bloody overs maximum. I'm, bet, flying up there. Got, I'm flying up there Saturday, and because I put the game at 5.15, I have to leave halfway to the last quarter to catch my 8.40 flight. So uh, let's hope we're winning. Oh, Jesus. I, yeah, I was, I was staggered. I thought they were $1.20 chance, the Lions. I thought it's absolute stealing the, the $1.33. They banged up the Blues, but good on them. $1.40 Lions. Plenty of $1.40 around. Oh. Absolutely, just get on. Water fit into that, into Admenable. Gant very responsibly, and we'll, we'll see you on next Thursday show after uh, all our tips have just uh, had trouble-free runs and have hit the line. Big thanks to uh, you, Azza. I didn't mind you on the extended episode. We might have to super sub you in for longer next time. And, thanks, boys. Uh, we'll catch you next week. And DK, Lone Wolf, hopefully uh, you and Walt can have a couple of little sherbets and uh, bury any hatchets that are remaining in the uh, in yes. the back or the front yard or, or, yes. or anywhere. Mitch wants a spiky drink. Take him to kittens. <laughs> oh, he's a good man. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, we've got to be a Cecil Street lad out myself tonight. We'll see. If you want to catch DK, that's where that's where we'll be. You'll be at the dancing late at night. And I tell you what, there'll be plenty of uh, the Betfair and smart operators uh, <laughs> in tow there. And I wish I was down there as well myself. All right. Big thanks to all our sponsors. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week. And good luck. Great racing. And uh, as we say, it's a uh, it's a marathon, not a, uh, not a sprint. So gamble responsibly. Good luck. <laughs>